Our second lesson, the gospel reading, according to the witness of St. John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 13. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Amen. So I want you to think about these uh, people, uh, Megan, Markle, Donald Trump, Moon, Jae-in, Vladimir Putin, and Ryan Coogler. Now, what do all these people have in common? Last night after the Saturday service, one brother came up to me and said, well, I wanted to give the answer out loud, but I thought you might be offended. I wanted to say, without Jesus, they're all going to burn in hell. Um, And we appreciate the zeal of that uh, brother who has found his way to Lutheranism where we preach grace and mercy in Jesus Christ. But um, these individuals, if you didn't know it, uh, were on this year's short list of the finalists for a Time Magazine's annual Person of the Year. This past week, Time named their Person of the Year, and it was actually several persons, including Jamal Khashoggi, who disappeared after he entered the Saudi Arabian consulate in Istanbul this past October, and you probably know this. Um, Many believe that's exactly where he was deliberately murdered. So another year is about to draw to a close. And Time Magazine is not alone in naming their superlatives. Many other organizations will have the man of the year, the woman of the year. Uh, Businesses will name at their Christmas parties the employee of the year. There will be athletes of the year, the sports team of the year, the most improved. Uh, Other media outlets will name the ones they believe are the most influential people of 2018. And when it comes to these superlatives, uh, we know that the Bible has its own. And in this case, it certainly is not a popularity contest. 
for the man identified as the greatest was very unpopular with the in-crowd and would never have made the cover of any journal. The Bible's top pick has nothing to do with popularity with the masses. Instead, it has to do with faithfulness and obedience to God. And the one making this selection is none other than Jesus Christ himself. Listen to what our Lord has to say about John the Baptist in Matthew's Gospel. This is the 11th verse of the 11th chapter. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has risen no one greater than John the Baptist. Now, as Christians, we all know that Jesus is the Son of God and that he ranks above and ahead of all humanity. But when it comes to the rest of us, those who are not the Word made flesh, Jesus points us to John. And it's John who was mentioned in our Gospel reading again today. Listen to those verses one more time. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. And that light, my friends, shines eternally. It was shining then, and that same light is shining now. And that light is Jesus. It did not shine for a brief moment and then go out. That light is still shining. It shines forever. Uh, The world tried to extinguish the light, didn't it? Didn't it? That's what happened when Jesus was put on the cross to die. Uh, Principalities and powers, religious authorities and worldly authorities thought they could just do away with this uh, troublemaker from Nazareth by putting him on the cross and that would be it. But the light did not diminish. It did not disappear We celebrate a risen Christ, raised from the dead, which means that Jesus is very much alive. And the light of his love and mercy continues shining now, just as it was shining in Bethlehem almost 2,000 years ago. We hear from God's word through John's gospel that the darkness did not overcome it, And it will not now. But I know because of conversations with many of you, there's so much darkness in this world. There's the darkness of your own immediate burdens of health, familial discord. And then there's the darkness of this world that makes many of you Pray that Jesus would come quickly. Tomorrow would be just fine. Uh, Shootings at movie theaters. Shopping malls. Our schools. Churches, too. Mass murders on our college campuses. Uh, The killing of Jamal Khashoggi. And then there's the violence in our own community, where it seems we continue to hear week by week, day by day, of yet another horrific crime. Assaults, murders that seem to be taking place in Albuquerque on a regular basis. 
And many of you have told me you are just overwhelmed by the darkness of it all. And we all need to remember that Jesus came to a world such as this. And that the darkness tried to put out the light of God's love. Remember the sky turned black that Friday afternoon when Jesus was on the cross. And it seemed that it was over. But darkness did not prevail. The light of God's love shines in darkness. And we have a promise from Jesus himself that the darkness of this world will soon be chased away forever. So in these closing days of Advent, as we draw closer to the joy of Christmas, remember the light of Christ as you gaze upon and enjoy the decorations and the lights in your own offices, in your own homes, as you gaze upon the beautiful lights that once again adorn this sanctuary. You know, these lights are out not just to make things look pretty, but they are to remind us of Jesus, the light of the world. Now we hear in our gospel reading this great person, this greatest of all according to Jesus, John the Baptist was not the light, but testified to it. You and I know that we are not the light, we are not the Christ, but God calls us, every single one of us, to bear witness to Jesus, to serve Jesus, and to let the light of his love shine among us. More and more these days, it seems that there are churches in which the primary focus is on the winsome personality or the reputation of the pastor, the rock star preacher, instead of Jesus. In so many places, the light seems to be focused on the pastor instead of Christ the Savior. We know here at Faith that pastors come and pastors go. You know that pastors are human and they will disappoint you. And you will disappoint your pastors. <laughs> but our proclamation is not about ourselves, sinners that we are, uh, one and all. What we are called and established to be is all about Jesus, which means you have a ministry, which means you have been given a mission, a purpose. You are to serve the living God right where you are and that counts even if you've been retired for 15 years you don't have to wait and you certainly don't have to go looking for some special assignment you have already been enlisted you've already been called by God to service listen to verses 12 and 13 again to all who received him who believed in his name he gave power to become the children of God the children of God that's you folks if you have received Christ and believe in his name, God has already given you power. And what's that power for? To serve him and glorify him. And remember this. I preached on this two weeks ago. 
Our story, the scriptures, the Holy Bible, certainly not some fairy tale in which everyone lives happily ever after. The Bible is so honest and so accurate when it comes to how things really are. And in our lesson today, did you hear it? That not everyone accepted Jesus. He was rejected. Some people wanted nothing to do with him. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming in the world. He was in the world. The world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not accept him. So some rejected the light then. Some will reject the light Jesus now. Some will receive him and become part of God's family. Our job is not to decide for others. You know, you and I can't make anyone believe. We can't force anyone to come to faith. Our job is to witness, to bear witness to the light. That's all. And that's huge. That's what John did almost 2,000 years ago. The greatest human being according to Christ. And not even John was able to lead everyone to the Savior. But John did his part. And you and I are called by God to do our part. There are so many people still walking in darkness And unless the children of light, the children of God, share that light of God's love with them, they may remain in that darkness forever. I'm doing it again. And I know that for some of you, it's annoying. I don't mind annoying you. Between now and Christmas Eve... I really do ask you to think of someone who does not yet know Christ or have a church home. Someone who's just going to spend Christmas Eve in darkness. I invite you to think about that person and then invite him, invite her to worship with you come Christmas Eve. One of our members last week said, well, pastor, if I asked him, he might turn me down. I, I know. I know this from personal experience. But they may accept your invitation. And they can't say yes to your invite unless you ask them. Brothers and sisters, I have not asked you to do anything I wouldn't do myself. A preacher must walk his talk. I've invited six people to worship with us Christmas Eve. So far, I've got four yeses, one no, and one maybe. And among the four yeses, uh, one young man said, "Um, so uh, is the pastor any good? And I said, I don't know. I mean, I think so, but you're going to have to make that judgment for yourself. You see, these people aren't coming because they know I'm senior pastor at faith. They're just people I know in the community. Uh, One's one of my favorite uh, cashiers at Smith's. Another is a personal trainer who I try to stay in shape. Four yeses. That wouldn't have happened unless I asked. One, no. But I'm going to keep bugging him. I've still got about a week, right? And the one, maybe, hey, there's hope. (laughs) 
But we all have to do our part. This culture of ours that seems more and more to dwell on the popularity of pastors instead of the centrality of Christ crucified. This culture of popularity that has seen many notables and favorites come and go. Uh, Not one pastor, not one person of the year on the cover of Time magazine or anywhere else can give us the life that Christ gives and bring the light of God's grace into the darkness of our lives. But that's what Jesus does. He is the light of the world. And I pray that the light of God's sweet, holy love will scatter the darkness of whatever it is that you may be facing now. And I pray that God would find us faithful as we await our Lord's coming. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.